purpose. Has anybody ever heard that term before? On purpose. He did it on purpose. I was thinking about this term on purpose about just, just this week and I was trying to think of what basically on purpose means is that somebody did something with intent. They meant to do it. They did it intentionally. And as I went through it, maybe it's an Irish thing, maybe it's a Cork thing, I don't know. I couldn't think of any possible positive version of what somebody did on purpose. Because as a driver, I know that I've often been cut off in traffic by somebody who did it on purpose. And I know I've certainly done things where I've seen my children make a mess of their room on purpose. And maybe you've lived next to door to a neighbour who turns the music up to 122 on purpose. Just for to annoy you. Just to get on your nerves. We do things on purpose. Sometimes, don't we? Sometimes God also, I can't say sometimes, God also does things on purpose in our lives but it's invariably it is positive hallelujah i was thinking of one example of being on purpose and that was i remember years ago hearing a story of a man who was needing provision and he sat down to pray and as he sat down to pray he leafed through his bible and there was a hundred pound it'll tell you how long ago it was it was a hundred pound note inside the leaves of his bible he knew that god had provided the hundred pounds for him now i've news for him the angels didn't put the hundred no pounds inside in the bible somebody did it on purpose they wanted to bless him and sometimes we want to bless others we have to do it on purpose are you with me have you got the on purpose thing okay i want to talk today about being on purpose jesus was always doing things on purpose you never got the sense that jesus was doing things randomly even though when you look at the stories in the bible it seems like he's wandering around and bumping into people he always had a purpose he was always working towards his purpose to do his father's will and to please his father in heaven the story we're going to look at today however is in mark's gospel chapter 6 verses 6 to 10 and as we look at these verses i want you to think about how God sometimes works in our lives on purpose and sometimes in unexpected ways. Can we pray before we read God's word this morning? Yes. 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 yes? First of all, can I begin by praying this? Lord, I thank you that you work towards your purpose in our lives. If it's a choice between our purpose, Lord, let your purpose be the victorious one every time we pray. We ask you, Lord, to move upon us as we listen to your word. Speak to us. Encourage us. Challenge us. Move us in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen. we're going to look at this passage from uh, Mark's gospel. See, sometimes we can feel like our lives are like this railway track. It seems to be like heading into the middle of nowhere. But what we know about railway tracks is that they're always going somewhere. They don't just kind of build railway tracks to kind of run to the desert and just stop. There's always something going on in our lives. Even if we feel we don't know where we're going or we don't know what the direction is that we're working at, there's always something going on in our lives. Are you with me? Now the story I'm looking at this morning is Jesus talking to his disciples, but I want to flash back for one second. When I was speaking the Sunday before last, the message was called, It's Not About the Bread. And the point was that Jesus was saying to his disciples that they had more important things to think about than just their stomachs and just their appetites. He said, you need to be on guard against the yeast of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And they were confused about it. And so Jesus explained to them, listen, I did bread loads of time, but you need to be on guard against the yeast of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The Sadducees were the ultimate materialists. They just believed that the material world, in effect, other than God outside of it, was 
all that existed. They were pure materialists. And the Pharisees were moralists. They believed that a moral way of living was the best way to get to God. And it was also the best way to get ahead in life. And in some ways, they were right about getting ahead in life. But that's another day's work. So these two guys basically are these two groups of people followed two different routes. Materialism and moralism. One of them, Jesus was warning them against against falling into the loveless way of moralism because it's loveless it's all about performance it's all about how good you do and then he was warning them against the hopeless life of materialism of being a materialist because there's no hope at the end of the Sadducees um, uh, plan there's nothing at the end of their eschaton you just died and you were gone it was a hopeless system and Jesus was saying he wanted his disciples to avoid that and like I said back to the start he was Telling them, don't worry about it, I look after the bread. Are we, are we okay? Are we on the same page? Are we tracking? Yeah. Yes? Okay, okay. Yeah. So therefore, we come to today's message. And we get to Mark's Gospel, chapter 6. And we see this worked out a little bit in Mark's Gospel, chapter 6. Here it goes. It says, calling the twelve to him, Jesus, he began to send, out, send them out two by two. And he gave them authority over impure spirits. The authority that he had... He gave to them to cast out impure or evil spirits. This is what he did. He said, I'm going to send you out two by two. Two is the number of witnesses in the Bible. Two by two. You'll be, you'll be able to back each other up, support each other. And I will give you the authority to cast out impure spirits if you come across them. So they're delighted, I can imagine. Yes, wow, this is brilliant. And then Jesus gave them these instructions. These were his instructions. Are you ready for Jesus' instructions? He said, he said, take nothing for the journey. No bread. No bag, no money in your belts. You can wear sandals, but you're to wear no, take no extra shirt. And whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that tongue. And so if you will, Jesus sends them out on their purpose, but without the provision. Surely he'd say, look, here's a couple of bob in case you need to stay somewhere for the night. Make sure you bring plenty of bread and bring an extra cloak because it could be cold at night. So, like, there you are, lads. You're fully resourced. Off you go. Imagine your boss called you in tomorrow morning and he said, I want you to deliver 800 parcels around the country, but I'm not giving you any van, I'm not giving you any support, and I'm not even going to pay you. Off you go. What would you say to your boss? Being sent out. Yeah, exactly. You'd be sent out. And Jesus is effectively sending his disciples out, but without what we would think to be the most important resources that we would need. Wouldn't you think that they would need a few bob? Like when I left home this morning, I went, wallet, keys, phone. Good, I've got everything I need. Whatever happens today, I've got my wallet and my keys and my phone, so I'll be just fine. Don't we do that when we leave home sometimes? Or maybe I'm the only weirdo who does that. I bet you I'm not. I bet you I'm not. Anyway, here we go. They're being sent out, and they're telling him, take no bread. No bread. No, no bread. You go walking for four hours and you're going to be hungry and it's already setting up no bread. No bag. Take nothing with you. There's no extras. No money in your belts. Take, wear sandals. I love that little concession. You can wear sandals. All right. You can have something on your feet, but not an extra shirt. And wherever you, wherever you go, stay in the house where you, where you stay until you leave that town. You see, I think there's something very interesting and even prophetic going on in these words of Jesus. And I'll tell you why. I was on holidays early this year. I was on holidays back in August. Uh, my wife and Elman, we went away for 10 days over to a place near Barcelona. And when we went on holidays, we always travel really light. We bring like one of these bags. We're always under our 10 kilo allowance if we ever go on a plane. 